I started it. Have you started it? Yeah, literally just then. Oh my god, it's all messed up. So I think we should start from the beginning of today and then the beginning of the year because there's two things that have brought us to be sitting here contemplating launching our own podcast. Contemplating. Contemplating. I do you not think, like that word? No, I don't think you have to use big words in this to sound. I think I do vically. use big words because I'm very clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very clever person, that's first thing you'll need to know. <laughs> the fifty times something was Yeah, but that that was on our fifty times that was 10. on our practice recording. That's no of no consequence now. Another long word. Consequence. Shut up. Let us contemplate the consequences of this conversation. So Milo, uh we're thinking about doing a podcast. Yeah. And this is going to be our pilot. Or test whatever. Test run. So the reason that we find ourselves sitting here now at this time, which is quarter seven on a Tuesday evening, is because this morning somebody came to the door and gave me uh, a gave really nice microphone. A really nice microphone. And it's the sort of microphone that I've seen people, uh, photographs of people using when they do audio podcast type things. Hmm. Um, and it made us think maybe we ought to do a podcast. I've started listening to podcasts just about a couple of months ago, really. I've been listening to them for a while, learning about conspiracy theories and all nice. that voodoo magic. Shit. I'm, I listen to religious ones. <laughs> I listen to... Don't laugh. You can't laugh. All right, for the purposes of the record, we should probably state who we are. Well, mum's a vicar. I am a vicar. Uh, like a priest uh, in American terms. Well, in American terms, a priest in traditional terms. I'm a priest. A vicar is a. It's a title that gets rather used synonymously with priest. Another long word. You're also a rector. I'm a rector. Rectum. But I'm a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish it was a video podcast now. <laughs> the eyebrow raise. Call me a rectum. Um, well, I mean, it's your title, isn't it? Rector. Rectrix. Actually. Rectrix. Discuss. Ha ha ha. Did oh, you know... Here we go. Did you stuff. know that a doctor, um, a woman who is a doctor, is actually a doctrix? And a solicitor, who is a woman, is actually a solicitrix. And a rector, who is a woman, is actually a rectrix. Of all the titles that the Latin provided a female form of the only one that the English language retained. Do you know what it is? No. Dominatrix. <laughs> are we, are we going to start talking about kinky sh- No, no, we're not, we're not going there. I know it's a point of, look, the <laughs> only, the only Latin female title of all of those that were available that the, that those who kind of formed the English language retained was the one that was related to women's sexuality, women's sexual thing. So doctrix, nah, I don't need that. Women are never going to be a doctor, are they? Don't need solicitrix, never going to be solicitors, are they? I mean, if, Don't need rectrix, if, oh, dominatrix, oh yes, we'll keep that one. Then, I mean, if you want to go into uh, Careful now. feminist uh, linguistics, uh, a lot of them really... Uh, a lot of what? Uh, there's a this feminist line of thinking where um, uh, using the word history is um, because uh, it's his story. Yeah, not her story. 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Although, is it his? Apparently, is apparently it is. I've been learning his. about this in English literature because we have to look at stuff through a feminist really? lens. Yeah, we've been doing a his story. Yeah, his story. I don't mind it when we talk about biblical theology because it's like his story, and and that's Jesus's story. So his story but kind of works. Isn't God genderless? Yes. So really, can Jesus have been? Uh, no, Jesus was fluid. a man, but God probably is beyond gendered terms. I think probably but that causes an outcry, and uh, for some Christians living in America, they will at this very moment shoot me down. I mean, that's like the fact that you told me Jesus had a brother, but not many people know about that because they don't like the idea of Virgin Mary not being a virgin. There is well, there is mention of Jesus's brother in the Bible, James. But, yep, but um, people don't. Yeah, some parts of the church don't really want to talk about James. Because it means that the Virgin Mary isn't a virgin. Well, yeah, I'm not sure I want to go there on our podcast straight away. <laughs> what were the Virgin Marys? Really <laughs> We've already gone dominatrix, Virgin Mary, and we haven't even told people yet that I'm a vicar. I mean, we have told you. Well, we have, we have, we have, and you're my son, and currently we... unemployed, looking for a job. If anyone's there, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he really would like a job. He'd be really good at a job. Anyway, as long as it doesn't no, no. start until after three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so, have you come across any podcasts between a mother and their teenage son? I'm sure there's some out there, but I've never come across one. Okay. So, now we need to qualify why this podcast won't be rubbish, because immediately I've said that it sounded a bit Britain's well, Got mean, Talent. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> pretty bad for it to become rubbish. I mean, I've seen a lot of weird podcasts out there. Have you? Uh, yeah, I found this one that came across the that just a bunch of twenty-something-year-old guys with no job talking about hentai. Oh, did Milo? No, look, this is going to be unpublishable. No, really, I'm... the Daily Mail will have a, a field day. I haven't even told. Vicar does I doubt anyone who listens to this will know Virgin what that Mary is. And now hentai. I doubt anyone listening to this will know what that is. So anyway, I said there were two things that have brought us into this position. So the first is that this wonderful microphone was delivered without any notice. We didn't know anything about it. Didn't buy it. Somebody just happened to have it. A pari- a parishioner had it kicking around their house, yeah. boxed, unused, um, and wondered if it would be useful to us. And there's a reason why they thought it might be useful to us, which is because for this past year, we have been... Live-streaming uh, my mother's church. Services. Services, yeah. And sermons and everything. Pretty much everything. Just took the whole church online about a year ago, didn't we? Because of uh, coronavirus. Yeah covid and so now we are a 13th century church which is very much in the 21st century yeah basically which is amazing mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty been interesting but none of us neither of us had really any idea how to do it no I we mean, have learned a lot do you know one of the parishioners the new parishioners who's joined us because they found us online said to me the other day that that when that when they were watching the services they wondered whether I had ever worked for the BBC. <laughs> That's how good. Now, I think That's we're better than the BBC because you've seen some of the mess ups they've done. Well, like, have yeah. you seen that video when they uh, announced uh, 
uh, yeah, uh, they were talking about something to do with Nicola Sturgeon and they showed a video of a gorilla eating something. I did see about that. And sometimes they make a bit of a mistake with Jeremy Hunt's name as well. <laughs> we haven't done that. <laughs> no, there's this film. There's this great one. Have you seen the one where uh, David Cameron is uh, talking to an interviewer and it looks like he's speaking to a tree and the presenter after it was like, well, I don't know why he's talking to a tree, like live on TV. <laughs> we haven't done that. So we can promise that we haven't we haven't put up a gorilla picture inappropriately. Neither I have mean, I spoken to a tree. I don't think we've used a gorilla picture. I don't think we have. That's a challenge. Can we weave a gorilla picture into what we do? But it's been amazing though, hasn't it? It's been mm. a bit of an epic journey. And you've been an absolute legend and everyone loves you now. I should be paid. No, you shouldn't because you do it out of your faith. It's your faith. Faith in getting paid. No, no, getting paid. Look. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's very helpful. I am joking. Okay. Um, no, you've been amazing. Hmm been an epic journey i'm about to attend a seminar in two weeks time called back in the building comma but still online that sounds so cheesy <laughs> i already hate it don't go back in the building it's not going to tell you anything but useful still online. who's holding it um i'm not going to say now because you've just said it sounds really cheesy and i don't want to uh, I don't want to pour your that, scorn uh, upon them. Who, who's, who's, no, it's a, it's actually an amazing well, what's group of name? people. No, it's not a, it's a, it's a project of the church in London to support what's the, the wider church. Um, I'm not saying. Why am I going to say? Because you've just dissed it. I'm just going to search it up now. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm tired because I've been working so hard. And We've you just spent finished three hours Easter. In I did spend three hours in A and E with my daughter this afternoon. All is well. No need to panic. She's okay. We are sat here in my study, which has been a film studio. It's been it's a library. It's everything really. Digital Labs webinars of the Church of England. That is a whole part of the Church of England Digital Labs. Is it brand new? Um it's no well like I think it's grown a lot in the last year because suddenly there's a lot of call for digital thinking um, and they've provided lots of resources so they've been recording hymns and things like that, that we've been able to use in our services you know we've had those hymn videos hmm. but um, yeah digital church you do the hymn videos yourself though don't you I don't sing the hymns myself oh, yeah, obviously <laughs> you heard the singing <laughs> it's not me <laughs> I do do them myself, though. I put the images and the lyrics together. I never knew how to do that a year ago. Yeah, true. There's been an awful lot of production skills. But podcast production skills, I mean, what do we need to do to make a good podcast? Well, some people have this kind of intro jingle thing at the start. Do they have an intro jingle? We've got to get sponsored. That's We've got to have this really annoying, abrupt sponsorship halfway through. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. Because I wanted, because I pay for a premium uh, account... Not, should I say who with? I'm not sure by the way. Or Streamlabs. No, not Streamlabs. I'm talking about... So I pay for... Well, the podcasts that I listen to, I listen to them and I pay for a premium account, but then halfway through the podcast, there'll be some advert for something. Oh, well, on Spotify? Yeah. You're allowed to say Spotify. Why Why were you being careful about saying... Do we need to do that halfway thing now for Spotify and see if... No, 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 no. The way it works, it's like... Ba -da -ba -da -ba. Shut up. 
can have a little and that's why mum doesn't sing them herself I can sing um, but what they would do is Hallelujah. what they would do is they would Hallelujah. what they would interrupting Hallelujah. <laughs> what, what they would do in those Hallelujah. stuff is they would get halfway is they would get people to pay them to say something in the middle and they would respond to the podcast yeah, but if I'm paying for premium Spotify, no, it's nothing to I do with Spotify. I shouldn't then have to listen to. I, I think paying fifteen through. quid a month for a premium family account on Spotify isn't that much of a problem. Well, you're you're not paying it. If you oh yeah, I'm it, not paying it. I'm problem. not paying it. It's, like, it's not a problem for you because I am paying for it. It is worthwhile because it does have quite a lot of interesting stuff on it. But you know, other streaming podcasty platforms are also good. Anyway. So how how do you get a podcast onto Spotify then? Is there like a thing? Oh no, I was searching up. I can find it, so I have to figure that Ooh, out. Maybe it's a secret knowledge. No, I don't think it's secret knowledge. with the amount that gets put out. I I'll text a friend asking him because um he's uh hang on he's put out an album on Spotify, so he should know. Hey Siri. No, don't ask Siri. How do we get a podcast on Spotify? Here we go. Spotify hasn't added support for the with Siri. <gasps> Spotify won't let Siri tell us. I can. Hey Siri. Play "Sweet Child of Mine" on Spotify. Now playing "Sweet Child of Mine" by Guns N' Roses on Spotify. It works fine here. No, I but it wouldn't. Spotify wouldn't let them tell me how to upload it. I doubt it. it's that deep of conspiracy, Mum. Spotify, Spotify. I don't know. Look, how do you do this? Podcast people listening to this, if you know how to do it, please let us know. Although, ironically, they won't be able to let us know because we won't be on Spotify well, yet. We can pretty easily put something out on SoundCloud. But I set up I, a SoundCloud account, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but I doubt many people from... Because you're going to be asking like your church listeners to listen to this, maybe. Well, no, I don't know. Well, it depends whether we're talking I about mean, we want to Dominatrix, get... Virgin Mary and Hentai. I don't think I'm going to ask I think my that's church a great people to myth. do that. No. I, I will steal your Instagram account, like your church Instagram account. No. Well, you can't listen to podcasts on Instagram, can you? Yeah, but I can definitely How advertise it. How to get a podcast on Spotify? Here we go. Learn how to start a podcast. And that's a podcast platform thing. The podcast guys. Podcast hosting. Podcast. Verify your podcast meets Spotify requirements. Create a Spotify account. Agree to the terms and conditions. Enter the RSS feed. Verify you own the podcast. Enter details about your podcast. Review and submit your podcast. Okay. Is it free? <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. What, on it's free Spotify? on Spotify, yeah. Well, that's pretty decent. So we need a name. We need a theme tune. They would definitely and do. And we need, need a, a picture. Name. A picture. What are we going to call it? Can it be me holding a guitar and you holding a cross? No. Silhouetted. Against the uh Are you going to want to talk about guitar things then, aren't you? Maybe sometimes. What are you going to talk about guitar things? Probably just history of music stuff. I could find a way to relate it to church <laughs> if that's what you want. History of church music. I've got a book about that. I'll just stop there. No, church music is good. What They're all in the same about? key. 
That's so that people can sing them. Because Musically, it's the so point, boring. The whole point of church music is the congregational singing, which, of course, nobody can do at the moment. I but bet that you, is the point of it. Right now, I could learn exactly what key it is in and play every single hymn you have in a book in mm, five minutes. I don't think you actually could. I think that's a massive overstatement, A, of your gifts, <laughs> and B, of how simple the hymns are. They're not that simple do you know that uh, john wesley very famous hymn mm. he he wrote that hymn thine be the glory yeah, yeah, yeah. risen conquering son he wrote those hymns with that sort of tune because he was wanting people who couldn't read or write to be able to learn theology and he worked out that if people could remember the songs and if they if the tunes were catchy enough, they'd remember the songs and the words and then they would learn the theology by not reading, but by singing them. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, if you look at the words of his hymns, they're amazing. So you my, should learn Wesley ones. My music fact, since you just gave me a music fact. Yeah, go on then. Um, Sly and the Family Stone, a very famous uh, band that originally created funk. Um, there's this... Uh, they created a response album uh, during the 1970s, a response to an album that's, that was titled What's Going On. They created what I'm called There's a Riot Going On because during the time it was all Vietnam War riots and stuff like that during the uh, 19... No, I think this was a bit earlier, so it would have been the Civil Rights Riots. And Sly and the Family Stone created this whole amazing... Wow. It's known as the original funk album. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really get past the fact that the Sly, the main guy, was constantly on cocaine during the recording, and he would have to flip back and forth. He'd send, he wouldn't even record with his band. He'd record his own parts, mm. and then send the music to his band for them to record. And that's why it sounds so messy. But it's such a brilliant album. So they were putting all that sort of stuff together. When was this? What? Uh, nineteen. Oh, I'm gonna have to search it up. I know it's during the 19, late 60s, maybe. Because they wouldn't have really had the technology to put all of that stuff together then either. That must have been quite a tricky technical feat. I mean, it's been hard enough for, in these current times, you know... 1971. Um, so they would have been able to do it because you can't, during that time you could still record over stuff. Like uh, the Beatles in 1967. I'm probably very wrong on that. But if you hear the... Uh, the song I Am The Walrus, that's layers and layers of stuff taken from different parts. Earlier than that, uh, the Doctor Who, the uh, music for the release of that, yeah. uh, is one, it's known as the first, one of the first pieces of music created entirely just using loops and stuff. I can do a brilliant impression of that theme. Please don't. No, no, please, no, listen to please me. Please don't. No, I so really good. don't no, want listen. to hear it. I don't want You're to hear it. You're going to. I would now like to ask everyone listening, please vote on who is more mature, the 50-something vicar. I am not 50-something, that's outrageous, how dare you? I'm sorry, 49-year-old, oh, 44. 44. I'm not even 49, that's dad. Um... Uh, who's more mature, the forty-four-year-old vicar? I don't think you can the make a judgment on our maturity from this single pilot podcast. I mean, you can. I don't think you can. You just. Jean-Michel Jarre is another one. Layers. Have you ever listened to Jean-Michel Jarre? Tubular bells. 
I know, I know the one you're talking about. That yeah. is layers, layers and layers of music. Yeah, but it's probably all recorded at once. No, it wasn't. Because wasn't he it? played every single instrument that you hear on that himself. Oh. Modern, really cool examples of layering with music. Uh, Tame Impala. You, you will know. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to sing it. So lots of church choirs over this last year, they haven't been able to gather to sing. Mm. So what they've tried to do is to get all of their church members to record their piece at home and then they've put them all together. So if you go on YouTube now, there are loads of church choirs, but they're all singing from their own living rooms. How's that gone? Well, some have worked really well, but I think it's really difficult to do because when people sing, they don't necessarily all sing at the same tempo. Well... Amateur choirs struggle with that more. Professional choirs, then I suppose they're much better at well, keeping the beats. Well, with the choir, normally keeping they the have a lead person in each uh, yeah. vocal range, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, I think they all have been given like a track that they listen to in their ear and then they have to keep up with it. I mean, it works on TikTok, I suppose. If you look on TikTok, you see people, you know, with all those sea shanties or <laughs> whatever, you can see people singing it and singing it and singing it, can't you? On, on top of the other people. I love the sea shanty thing. Oh my gosh, it was so, so cool. good. Did you see? Yeah, there's some slightly cringeworthy uh, Jesus ones that got done. Oh God, have you seen the vegan teacher woman on TikTok? No. Oh, she's terrible. Is she doing sea shanties? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, this isn't related. To she's sea shanties, but she's just. No, let's keep talking about sea shanties. Sea shanties, yeah. So your granddad, I don't know if you know this, but he used to be a folk singer. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. and he was a Morris dancer. Oh, of course he was. Uh, and uh, he was a Morris dancer for uh, for a time with a, a company or a group, whatever they're called, called Tattered Swan. But he used to do singing with a group called Rum and Shrub, and they used to do that sort of singing. But there was a very famous sea shanty group from Padstow, and they had a film made about them and everything before... Sea shanties got cool on TikTok. Can you do a sea shanty? There once was a sea that went to sea. The name of Bill was a billy a tea. Winds blew hard in the down. Blow my billy boy blow. Soon made a weller man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. Once in the turning is done, they'll take our leave and go. <laughs> like it. I, I could I, write one. I think I could write one, a church one, a good one. I know, sea shanties are quite hard to write because they've got to be really steady because they were written <laughs> for people to work. Well, they were, that's, yeah, they've got the rhythm to them. They're working But songs. they're very Cornish. That is very, mm. very Cornish. Very Cornish. Yeah, uh, another thing to clarify, we're both from Cornwall, obviously. Well, mum wasn't really, but I grew up in Cornwall and mum... I grew up in Cornwall as well. Oh, yeah, you did. Mum used to live on a lighthouse. I did. If she hasn't already told you a million times. I haven't told anyone on this podcast before that I live on a lighthouse, but maybe one of our podcasts can be all about lighthouse stuff. Oh, no. No, don't. Oh, no, it's such a cool you, subject. I swear you did a whole sermon on... You did a whole talk on living in a I, lighthouse and relating that to I God. I may have mentioned the fact that I'm a lighthouse keeper's daughters were Multiple, multiple, multiple times. I know, times. actually, to be fair, I gave a lecture on it here, and I wasn't even the lighthouse keeper, I was the lighthouse keeper's daughter, and I gave a lecture here, and we raised so much money, like £400 people paid, bought tickets to come and watch this talk that I did, And then do you just rem- before the plague. And do you remember when we uh, visited the 
lighthouse. And, yeah, we did. You and I did. That was and so then, amazing. And then we found out about all the notes that were left that were. Well, I already knew about them. Yeah, I showed you when but, they were. And then, the, notes. And then Don't be they so had to remove the ones oh, that yeah, were yeah, sweary. <laughs> Yeah, so this down at the Lizard Lighthouse, which was the lighthouse where um, your granddad was and where I lived as a child, but it's automated now. It doesn't, it doesn't have people living there anymore. Mm. But they have a museum, and we were able to go and look at the old lanterns and everything, weren't we? Do you remember they said that that big, heavy, the one that floats on the bed of mercury mm. was going to be taken down? I wonder if it's now out. I feel like it is. They said it was going to be, because they, they were hoping to take it down in pieces and rebuild it outside because it's so beautiful. Although mercury is highly poisonous. Yeah, obviously they would take the mercury out, drop it over the cliff in the sea. <laughs> Not really. That was a joke. That did, was did, a joke. Did you know? Just for did the you purposes know, of the tape. Do you it know why joke. you're not allowed to um, take mercury on aeroplanes? Uh, because, because is there something about being at that sort of pressure? It requires no. gravity, doesn't it, mercury? No. Uh, basically, mercury reacts with aluminium in a really bad way. And a lot of aeroplanes now at least have some parts made out of aluminium. And what happens is it makes it go so brittle you could snap this solid, usually incredibly tough metal with your hands. But and surely you have to have a lot of mercury no. to do that. Because the moment mercury touches aluminium, it will start this reaction. And even a small weakness on a plane can be pretty detrimental. Even just the tiniest bit of mercury. I mean, so you're not allowed to take a thermometer on. Say you've got a mercury. Yeah, thermometer. you wouldn't be allowed to take that on in case it cracks and touches. And, in case you used it for evil purposes. And another po thing is with aeroplanes, like for an example of how small a difference can be made. Do you know why all the windows windows are rounded? Why? Because um, on the first sort of airliners, passenger planes, they would be square. But they found out after a while, these like the jet ones, the faster ones that would go, um, they found out that the planes would fall apart. They took they they thought they had nothing but it turns out because they're square it's got this one little bit where the air will hit and rattle it. No way. And that caused the whole plane to like fall apart after a wow. couple of months That's of flying. Mad. And so they kinda had to round it off and improve wow. the windows. That's how so if you took mercury on a plane, tiny little bit. Okay, well I'm now gonna counter that with uh, an interesting, fun aeroplane related precious metals fact myself are you ready mm -hmm. so did you know that when i was your age or just a bit younger i did my work experience on an raf base yeah and i vaguely raf cottesmore mm -hmm. and i was i spent a week in the engineering corps mm -hmm. and then i spent a week in kind of the officers mess bit mm -hmm. and the week that i spent in the engineering corps meant i was down in the hangars with the panavia tornado f15 they're 15s cool planes very cool planes and it was what was known as a ttte base which is a tri-national training tornado something or other. yeah because the tornadoes were made all over like they're yep. a group effort so RAF Cottesmore where I was at the time that was where all the Italian the French the English all the pilots would go there to train on the tornado and I got to rev a tornado uh, vroom, like I was uh, it wouldn't, to it wouldn't be calling a rev. Well, no, I know you wouldn't call it a rev, but you know what I mean. I got to press the pedal that made the things go round quite fast. And it blew sand all over people's cars. I remember that very well. But the interesting fact I wanted to share with you was, did you know that the windscreens in the cockpit are lined with gold? Yes. Um, because apparently 
now there was something about does that i think it deflects the glare of the sun but it's also ridiculously strong and protects against bird strikes so uh, there are multiple reasons why gold might be used yeah the f-15 i'm pretty sure can at <clears throat> least go supersonic yeah. and at those speeds wind will literally cause friction yeah and gold is suit really resistant to heat in that way yeah so um an example where gold would have been used to um keep heat resistance up is um uh the old world's fastest car um it had gold lining all over its bonnet in an interior Did it? yeah <laughs> in, in the old one i think now they have better and less expensive materials to do it what about in formula one do they use gold uh, i'd imagine so there's gold in our phones little gold and platinum filaments um for wires on the board when you look at the circuit board thing on these uh some uh i'm not sure whether it's circuit board but there are very small amounts of gold and platinum in phones oh, that's interesting yeah gold is actually it's much more useful than just jewelry no it is it's, it's remarkable but yeah i just remember being so impressed by these windows being having this gold layer on it's very cool though being in the RAF base. I don't know if they let you do work experience like that on an RAF I base. I highly anymore. doubt it. What was that? Uh, early nineties. Um. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah. I highly doubt that. It was mad. They just let me in, and I just sort of hung around a lot. I did some stuff. Did some stuff. They tried to trick me all the time as well. Yeah, that hazing. Oh, like they wanted to send you down to the stores for a long wait, tartan paint. <laughs> did you fall for that one Mom? no i did not fall for those i might have fallen for one of them i didn't fall for the tartan paint i might have fallen for the long wait <laughs> no but do you know what would happen then what you'd go down there and you'd, you have to ask in the stores there's like a chap down there and then they would leave you waiting and then they'd they? leave you standing there for ages i don't think they caught me out on it i think actually my mum actually warned me of that sort of thing how did my mum know that that sort of thing might happen but she did actually warn me that that sort of thing might go on i don't know how she knew that like where did she get that information i from? mean it's pretty <laughs> funny <laughs> it is pretty funny there you go 15 i was like a 15 year old girl on this raf base revving up they gave me some overalls. I had to wear like um like a proper overalls, green overalls. Mm. I was at the time in the air cadets, so there was a whole sort of reason. I did want to join the RAF. That yeah, was no. what I was going to do. But if you'd done that, they'd have to surgically remove your wound. That was the thing. Is that I, I never really got to the bottom of whether that was true or not. I think it was true. I think it's true. I'm sure they would have had to used to do that before they created um. So the flight suits you'll see people mm. wearing, they apply pressure. Mm. So when you're put like turning while going at really really fast speeds mm. blood will get pushed and pulled around wow. so yeah. these suits um are similar to a way a giraffe's yeah. blood work because yeah. when they if they didn't have specific things when they lent down to drink their head would explode from the amount of blood yeah, that rushed yeah, 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 yeah. and it's sort of similar so they pr it applies pressure on the places depending on where you're moving and where you're um, turning at wow. speeds and so but at the time, because they probably wouldn't have had as sophisticated ones as they do now, um, the G-forces would tear up and wow. shred your womb. And it would well, be very, very painful. No, that was definitely because women weren't allowed to be fighter pilots. And then they were allowed to be navigators, but they had to have a hysterectomy. That's what I remember. That's what I heard at the time. 
but I really wanted to be a fighter pilot. I did think I was fully prepared. Imagine, you would not be here if I'd become a fighter pilot. Because yeah. they would have taken away all those bits from just, my wound. Just, just sexism. Do you know why I wanted to be a fighter pilot? Did you watch Top Gun? <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. Straight away, first so one. Top Gun. It's so true. Thank goodness I didn't, Dirty Dancing didn't inspire me in the same way or Pretty Woman. <laughs> it was Top Gun but yeah I thought I thought I thought I could be the next Tom Cruise I remember Cruise. now I got Pretty Woman confused with uh, American Beauty no no different very different do you mean American Pie no American Beauty oh okay American Beauty the um, yeah. Kevin Spacey yeah that was before Tom Cruise Tom Cruise was hot in 1990 whatever it was he's a Scientologist now he's a Scientologist now that might be a topic for another podcast might it Crazy cults. Uh, I have to. Do, I do have to do a bit of research on Scientology. But it's basically like a subscription service as a religion. Yeah. I think that that is true. Yeah. That is how it works. It's completely scary when you look into it. Though, so weird. How it all works, but I don't want to start slating other. It's other not a religion. Really. It's a cult. Yeah, it is a worrying thing. Well, I think that's a natural end. Do you think that's the end of our yeah, I mean, inaugural podcast? We're currently at 33 minutes. Okay, so what do you do now? I mean, would you go back and edit it? Or would you just bang it up I mean, as it is? I think you tend to edit out the boring parts. Ah, do you? I so think you that's do. what a lot of people do. Like, ah, there'll be little cuts here yeah, and there to clever. edit out the boring parts. That sort of is that thing. authentic, though? Is that authentic I mean, or as long as you can do it well, then, yeah, it'll stay authentic. I know how to do it. We can do it in Premiere Pro. We can do it in the... You know, what I use for the videos, because we can, you can have audio transitions, so you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know. Mm. Seamless. Mm. All right, well, I'm really impressed with this microphone. I think this is a tremendous gift. Pretty cool microphone. For the church. We probably, our podcast ought to have an element of holy about them. Why? Because that's my job. (laughs) Not mine. Might be your job one day. Where are you doing your work experience, Milo? Because I'm lazy, I'm doing it with my mum. Literally, no See, other I was on an RAF base. And now RAF I'm doing... revving tornadoes. What are you doing, love? They would never let me inside a fighter pilot. Because I actually know how to fly one. If you put me in one, I could probably get it off the ground. To be fair, I think a pulpit is more exciting than a cockpit. No, no, it's not. No, it is not. It is. It actually is. I would much rather be in a pulpit or a thirty-three million pound. I did that. Fighter jet developed in union with Germany and Italy. Do the tornadoes still fly? Just out of interest. Um, At that time, they were quite cutting edge. They're in the process of um, decommissioning them. Yeah, but it's going to be quite slow because um, the Lightning Two. Might uh, have heard of it. Okay. Uh, I think it's like around three trillion pounds spent on developing it with wow. the US Air Force. Wow. Which is needless money because it's actually not worth that much money is it to not? be de- No, apparently it's been it's been quite there's been quite a lot of technical issues, but it can take off. Like that. Yeah, like no that way. because it's got this You can do that in a pulpit as well. What take off? You can take off. I think you totally. just have to you jump. Can take off the, with the word. The word will lift you. But yeah, the word the, will lift you. But yeah, the um, tornado is being decommissioned. Yeah. Okay. Well. Slowly. So what have we spoken about in this? We have gone from uh, tornadoes, lighthouses, work experiences. 
<laughs> Latin female form words that weren't used. Feminist linguistics. I don't think we need to recap this. No, I'm just you know I think it's good for us to do that. It's well, healthy reflective practice. I'd say that's our pilot episode done. All right. My fault for the day. Cheers and gone. Uh, my fault for the day. Go on. Um. John Franklin Kennedy used to sneak Marilyn Monroe into the White House through secret catacombs. True fact. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to give you a catacombs fact then. Oh, no. If you're ending with a is it a one? Under, is it? Is there anything to do with the Paris catacombs? It's no. It's to do with the catacombs in Rome. Okay, go. The catacombs in Rome have images on them, painted there by early Christians, of women saying mass from the very first centuries of Christianity. So in reality, female priests were around forever. It's just recent uh-huh. sexism that caused... Fair there you enough. go, that's my catacombs. All right. Fact. All right. Goodbye. Bye.